0: back to the Movie Babble Podcast. This is another very special episode of our Oscar race and our Oscar coverage. We are groaningly one week away from the Oscars. I don't know, it's been, sure it's a month less than last year, but I actually feel a lot more miserable than last year, personally. <laughs> um, uh, we got the whole crew on today, so let's just throw it over to Nick. How's it going?
1: Happy to be talking about movies I like instead of Coda, so good to be here. Yes, <laughs> yes we, have a good,
0: we have a cool episode today. We'll, we'll break it down after the intros here, but uh john how's it going
2: uh i'm just defeated honestly it's all good though no different from how i was a few months ago and sophia how about you
3: i'm also very excited to talk about some movies i love because i got into the oscars years ago for that very reason and it's easy to forget that when you have film twitter going absolutely insane <laughs> so very happy to be here
0: yeah um that's that's very fair very very good um And what you guys were alluding to, obviously, this week's episode is a little bit different. I thought, you know, around this time of year, one week out, everything is predictions. That's the onslaught of what we're doing at this time of year. So I thought, how about pick our own winners? And this is not out of the nominees at all. Like, this is just completely our, you know, what our preferences are from 2021 in film. So I thought that'd be a little bit fun. But before we do jump into that, um, which will be a good time, I'm just going to run through our standings real quick here because... We are 1 week out and Nick is at the very bottom with 152 points, okay? Tough. Right above him, just, you know, a little bit above him up at 230 <laughs> is myself, uh Sophia at 252 closing the gap with Jonathan who's all the way up there at 268. Um I don't know. Nick, so how's fast. uh how's Pig doing for you?
1: Like I said at the beginning of this, I chose what I wanted to to choose. Uh I love Pig. Bye obviously voters didn't like it so that's tough but uh you know I stayed true to myself so I win in the end
0: fair okay Jonathan how's your uh, dream team going so far so good but I see the cracks there like yeah Sophia's dune is is really shooting up there
2: yeah once again I kind of struggle to remember who I have except Belfast and I think being the Ricardos so you know maybe Bardem wins best actor who knows
0: <laughs> at this point who knows um Sophia, uh you know you kind of have like the most discrepancy like you have dune at the very top but you also have you know come on come on on your on your roster so (laughs) a very interesting year for you if you had one more movie that was kind of in the middle you might be first here but
3: yeah i still have faith i can pull it out at the oscars with dune probably um Dune ha- makes up fifty-one percent of my share of points. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> God damn.
3: I definitely grabbed a good pick there. Otherwise, all over the map. Yeah. Encanto that's, uh... though is pulling through for me.
2: Oh, you have Encanto?
0: Yeah, Encanto's been kind of a juggernaut winning yeah. winning pretty much everything. I don't think we all thought that a few months ago, but here we mm. are with Encanto. So as I said, this episode is going to be a little bit fun, but a little more casual because we are going to be talking about what we love and our preferences. Um, so we're going to start with best film editing from 2021, a winner and a runner-up from each of us. I'll start and I'll throw it back around in that order we went. Um, but for me this year, honestly, I don't want to sound cliched here, but I go with Dune for best editing. I like Dune, Dune's editing, particularly... All the dream sequences interwoven with, you know, the live, you know, where Paul is right now sequences. I think they all really hit. And my runner up, and I just picked this to annoy a lot of people, and I actually do think it is good editing, but I know some of you don't agree, is Tick Tick Boom. Over to Nick.
1: Uh, Yeah, no comment there. Um, My runner up is Bo Burnham Inside, because why not? Um, I feel like we all thought that this was a movie until it wasn't anymore, and then it got nominated for a bunch of Emmys. Um, But. I think this is, there's a lot of really good direction from Bo Burnham here, but I think a lot of this is let's just film a bunch of stuff and see what happens later in the the editing room, or I guess the same room if he stayed in there to do that. Uh, But I thought that was really well done by him. And then my winner is The Green Knight, which I think similar to Dune, uh, it interweaves a lot of the great, kind of like dreamy and real or if you think it's real or not uh, stuff that happens throughout that movie kind of the, the editing really makes that experience what it is. So I just love the green Knight. really kind of, kind of hilarious that it wasn't actually better, like served at the Oscars itself, but we, we can do that here. <laughs> there you Joe, go. How
2: are you? Um, you know, I'll do runner up. I'll put the French dispatch. I am, I am not a Wes Anderson guy for some reason, but this one I really liked, which is weird, because I've heard the opposite from people who do like it, but I really, I really liked Francesca, I think the editing is good, I'm surprised it got fucking goose-egged, uh, at the Oscars, that'd be my runner-up, and, uh, winner, I think I like this movie the most out of you 3 I think, uh, it's not Spider-Man, even though I, I definitely do like that movie more than you guys, I think it's, I'm gonna do West Side Story, honestly, just because of the, the Tonight, the Quintet one, bruh how did the how the fuck did all right yeah that'd be my winner (laughs) yeah it's fair Sophia.
3: so my runner-up is the french dispatch we have that i think that the comedic editing like the timing is just right and it's not my favorite wes anderson movie but i thought that the editing was really smart in the movie and then my winner is actually licorice pizza that'll be a common theme we see today but i Really love the like meandering, freewheeling nature of it and how everything is strung together. I think it's really, really well edited and by a newcomer, too, Andy Jurgensen. So I wanted to give him a shout out here.
0: Yeah, it's a good pick as well. I was definitely thinking about that one. Let's do uh, Snake Order. So, Sophia, keep, uh, keep us rolling there with uh, cinematography.
3: Yeah. So my runner-up for cinematography is The Tragedy of Macbeth, Bruno Delbonnel. It's just a beautifully shot movie the shots really take your breath away it's my favorite black and white movie of the year and then my winner is Ari Wegner for The Power of the Dog absolutely love her work and had to give it to a woman here because no one has ever won
2: (laughs) true yeah well cinematography is pretty stacked this year I gotta say uh Mm -hmm. like even the Oscar nominees I'm not gonna be mad at no matter who wins uh runner-up I'll just do West Side Story once again Love that shit. Don't need to explain that. And my winner is actually Tragedy Macbeth. I Macbeth like Shakespeare is honestly a foreign language to me, so like there's a disconnect there. But cinematography wise, bruh, just absolutely melting my seat.
0: I think it could win, like on Oscar night. I think it, it's one of those ones that might surprise people and sneak a win out.
2: We'll see.
1: ASCs yeah. tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love uh, West Side Story was like my runner runner up. I guess I really loved it. In Spielberg. Had Gore run through a puddle, and it blew my mind, and it was really good. Uh, so just really good stuff there. But my runner-up is Passing, uh, Rebecca Hall's great debut, which you can kind of make the argument that the, the entire movie is based on the cinematography and how it's playing with mm-hmm. race. And a just really tremendous movie and tremendous cinematography work there. And then my winner is a total Nick pick. Uh, it's <laughs> Johan Johansson's Last and First Men, which I think I'm the only person who has seen this movie still. It was my favorite movie of last year, so I guess that's a spoiler mm-hmm. for later on. What the heck? Um, Never but, heard of um, that. Just a 70-minute mm-hmm. audiovisual essay that he made right before he died in 2018. That finally got released last year. It's kind of just staggering. It's amazing. Tilda Swin has does voiceover in it, and it's just 70 minutes of beautiful shots of weird monuments and i just loved it so uh very bizarre pick by me but it's just if you've seen it it's kind of staggering work
0: yeah no one plugs this movie more than you like this you every, I, I think i there's been at least four podcasts where you spoke about it so that's <laughs> it I mean, you got it mm-hmm. let's get the word out there for for a great uh great artist definitely miss him um my pick uh definitely a little bit of a rehash of two of yours because my runner-up was passing as well um, for the same reasons, and then my winner was The Power of the Dog, because I feel like those two films specifically, um there's there's a lot of gorgeous movies this year, as as John said. but those two movies for me were the two movies that, from a storytelling point of view, the cinematography really did matter in, you know, actually um actually telling the story with those um movies. so they they got my my vote there. For animated feature now, my runner up here is actually Luca. I still think it's just completely exceptional such a such a sweet film um uh and then my winner is flea just kind of blew me away absolutely loved it made my top 10 of the year um there's some moments in there of just like pure bliss uh moments despite you know such such difficult subject matter um one scene comes to mind whenever his uh, brother takes him to um the the gay club right and the music hits in the daft punk music it's it's a wonderful scene the movie's filled with um, such powerful, powerful moments. So Feliz, my pick for animated feature over to Nick.
1: Yeah, we'll keep the Luca train going. That's my runner up. Uh, I love Luca so much and I kind of just watched, I just caught up with turning red yesterday, which I loved. And I think Luca and turning red just had me really excited for where Pixar is headed in terms of telling like really hyper-specific, uh, like personal stories. Uh, I just thought Luca was just really just lovely. In all senses, and my winner was the Mitchells versus the Machines, which is just incredibly weird and goofy, and I'm amazed it was made and funded at the level it was. It's just really just a touching family story, queer story. It's just it kind of checks all the all the boxes for me. It's just a really really funny movie.
2: Nice, honestly, if that upset at the Oscars, the Mitchells, that'd be fire. Okay, I'm gonna dress in real quick. My runner runner up, because people think this is a bit. My runner runner up is Sing Two. Sing two is fucking fire. Watch it with your friends. That third act goes so fucking crazy. The the grip it has on my group of friends is unbelievable. But so everyone watch Sing Two. Watch Sing Two. It is better than Encanto. Uh, my runner up is I actually have the inverse of what of Brennan. My runner up is Flea and my winner is Luca, because I fucking love Luca. That's it. Don't need yeah, to add anything more. Sing too, though.
1: Yeah.
3: I have the exact same thing. My runner-up is Flea, and my winner is Luca. I really don't have much to add. I just think Luca, I wish it got more this season. I feel like most people that I've talked to really love it, and it's just a beautiful story. I love the score. And, Nick, kind of like you said, I'm excited where Pixar is going between this and Turning Red for sure.
2: You all excited for light year? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, well, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> one step forward, two steps back. Maybe. All right, okay. <laughs> it's all good.
2: <laughs> uh, now
0: on to uh, Sophia, keep us going with uh, best sound. Okay.
3: Yeah. So for best sound, my runner up is West Side Story. I feel like if we had the two sound categories this year, it would have won sound mixing. And my winner is Memoria, which is a full sound wow, experience.
2: Oh, oh, wait, my turn. Shit. Oh, yeah. I was okay. like taking in the memorial thing. um It's a lot to take in. Yeah. Uh, runner up, West Side Story. Damn, I'm giving West Side Story a lot. Yeah, runner up is West Side Story. I totally agree with what Sophia said. If there was two. I think that'd be split. And uh I guess one of the few times I'll match with the Academy, my personal winner would be Dune.
1: Uh, I think we're doing the exact same thing here. I'm really bummed that I haven't seen Memoria yet. It's been on my list for a really long time. But yeah, runner-up is West Side Story. Just sensory, crazy sensory experience. And then Dune just blew my ears off. And just the, whatever the weird helicopters are called. What are those things called? The Omnithopters? The Omnithopter. Thought- um, um, no, yeah. <laughs> those things, like when they when they like go off for the first time, they flutter. It was just crazy. You've seen that in the theater. Mm-hmm. So uh, just really good stuff there
0: so good. Uh for me my runner up is actually Titan. Um specifically because I feel like the experience of watching it at that midnight madness at TIFF, they 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 had to have jacked up the speakers past what they were supposed to be because it was it was potent. You could feel um early on whenever whenever she kills the dude in the vehicle and it she takes that uh you know right through his ear. You could feel it you the sound of that and it was like I mean I'm leaving the theater and there's an ambulance out front like it was an experience in and of itself great time so Titan's my runner up there I just think so potent in its sound design and then my winner is Dune as well I mean I don't know it's just a a absolute treat um, from the audio side of things as well as visual Um, for production design for me uh, my runner up would be Dune it's Dune and my winner would be the French Dispatch. I, I, it, it's a ro- complete robbery that it, it didn't get any nominations, but especially production design. Um, I felt like that was maybe the one where it would sneak in. Yeah, it's 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 Wes Anderson at his best, and when he's at his best, it's it's a complete other world you're looking at. Like it's 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 incredible. Uh, how how about you, Nick?
1: Yeah, throwing another curveball for production design from a runner-up because I have to, but that's gonna be. Pedro Almodovar's "The Human Voice," uh, the short film that came out at the beginning oh. of this year, which, wow. uh, if you've seen it, the production design oh. is like a, a crucial part of that of that short film. Tilda Swinton, I guess, is a, another trend. A for lot me. of Tilda today. Yeah, she's yeah. Just, I just love <laughs> Tilda Swinton. She kind of scares me a little bit, but she's just amazing <laughs> and everything. <laughs> so uh, that was my runner-up, and then my winner is also the French Dispatch. Because I think Brennan and I are very aligned on this movie that we think it's really, really good, Wes Anderson. Uh, but I, yeah, it's Wes Anderson going crazy for two hours in terms of production design. So it's great.
2: I, I have the exact same as Brennan. Dune runner-up, French Dispatch, winner. This is the way this unbelievable, just the <laughs> wavelength we're on. That's the yeah. way to be.
3: My runner-up is The Tragedy of Macbeth. I just think what they did with those sets... I mean, yes, it kind of looks like Kim and Kanye's house, but also it's (laughs) so beautiful with the arches and like very German expressionist. But my winner is the French Dispatch, again. Wow. I think what Adam Stockhausen and Wes Anderson do together there, it's just, it's really beautiful. I love the work in all of the stories in the film.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good pick. So that's, what, was that all four of us? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. How do you... The Academy has done something wrong this year. With <laughs> they that. really have, yeah. With that category specifically, not even mm-hmm. a nomination. Um, it doesn't make No sense. To on the best costumes.
3: Okay, so I'm throwing in a curveball. In this movie, for my runner-up, I thought, like, I want to wear every outfit that this character wears, so I'm going to pick it here, and that's the worst person in the world. And <laughs> oh. Nice. Yeah, just, like, love all of her sweaters and her jumpsuits, everything. And my winner is Cruella, the trash dress. I know it's like basic now, I feel like, to say that you like the costumes here. But, I mean, they do really work.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cruella's my winner. Like, I don't know why I'm so invested in this category. But, like, <laughs> when I saw Cruella, I was like, the costumes are unbelievable. And the movie is about costumes. I think it's going to win. But mm-hmm. still, it, it, does, it doesn't feel like a lock yet. So, that's my winner. Honestly, for a runner-up. I don't even, like, I don't even fucking, like, it could be Spider-Man. For, like, I'll just say West Side Story, honestly, because costumes are pretty good there. But mm-hmm. Cruella, hands down for me.
1: Yeah, for me, um, slight curveball for me. Not as crazy, oh but Nightmare Alley is my runner-up. I think that uh, Del Toro did a lot of really good work there, and it's not quite getting the, I guess, the respect in that category. Uh, my winner is the Green Knight. I just, every, I think everything below the line in the Green Knight is just, is kind of sick, and... uh I think the costumes is like one of the best examples of it.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great pick there. Definitely thought about it, but my runner up is actually Parallel Mothers because I mean, Penelope Cruz is like stunting on everybody, every single scene. And that's not just the, um, we should all be feminist shirt, but I mean, just everything. The, every single outfit that she wears in that movie is just banging. So that's the runner up. My winner is Cruella as well. I mean, come on. It's undeniable at this point. Mm -hmm. such a so good (laughs) too good um on to best hair and makeup though my runner up for this one would actually be the french dispatch probably for how they did up timothy chalamet's hair so there you go (laughs) um my winner though is the green knight i I feel like that's one that i was really hoping for all season it to sneak into that category specifically so too bad it didn't but that'd be my winner here for for hair and makeup
1: yeah, that's my runner-up, Green Knight. Just everything below the line, like I said, is just crazy. And then my winner is Passing, because I feel like it's kind of similar to the cinematography conversation, where a lot of that is making up the kind of the thematic weight of the movie. So those are my two.
2: Uh, my runner-up is Dune. I just I don't feel like that strongly about any of like the nominees, but I do really like what they did with the Baron. That shit crazy. And yeah. uh, my winner would be the Green Knight, because the Green Knight crazy.
3: my runner-up well my runner runner runner-up is old (laughs) oh yeah
2: oh man forgot about that (laughs) and
3: then right and my runner-up is malignant because i just had to give gabriel something somewhere true but my winner is the green knight i again don't know how it didn't get more love below the line
0: Yeah, I was hoping it was going to pull like a a lighthouse or something and just have one nomination somewhere because that'd be really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But now uh, what do you got for visual effects?
3: Yeah, so for visual effects, I know like Dune is the answer here. Like I totally get that. I just wanted to do something different. So I want to acknowledge that first. But my runner up is the Tragedy of Macbeth because I love what they do with the witches. So cool. And then I would say my winner is the Green Knight. Again, you have the Talking Fox. There's a lot happening, I think, there, but it's very subtle work. So another win for the Green Knight for me.
2: (laughs) Big win. Um, Yeah, I I represent the normies out here, the comic book movies. Mm -hmm. But I can't in good faith say Spider-Man or like Shang-Chi. I can't do it. But I will say the Suicide Squad because the shark, pretty fire, Mm -hmm. wasn't even long listed at the Oscars. That's a shame. And then, as you said, the winner would be Dune for sure.
1: You forgot about the starfish at the end of Suicide oh, Squad. Oh, yeah.
2: No, I'd I be thinking about the starfish all That's the time. That's the best part. <laughs> when, it, when it goes on her face, crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, no, no really surprises for me here. Runner-up is The Green Knight. I feel like the best part of the VFX work is you don't quite always know what's effects work and what's um, practical in that movie. So it's a sign of really good work there. And then my winner is Dune. Just, no, yep. words, no more words yep. needed
0: yeah that's fair um i actually have the same as you john so runner up the suicide squad it deserves a mention because when you when you look at this world of you know cgi heavy comic book movies i think it's probably the best you'll get in terms of visual effects in our kind of contemporary time because there are so many scenes there that you should like freeze frame and it should look awful and they just don't like there's one specific scene near the end where Margot Robbie's running with that, uh, with kind of that spearish javelin she's going to jump into that starfish's eye with. And you should freeze frame over the building that's collapsing under her, and it should look like something you could post on Twitter and say, wow, such a bad shot. But it just doesn't look bad. The whole movie looks great, and it looks like what an expensive blockbuster should look like. But my winner here is Dune. Almost went Godzilla v. Kong there as a runner-up for for Mm -hmm. fun, but... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> Dune's my winner here. They're the good visual effects um, in
2: Kong, honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, they're good. They're, they're good. Warner Warner put out. I mean, besides Space Jam, everything
2: else they did this year was <laughs> oh, <come> top <laughs> of the yeah, line. Lake, VFX Lakers are road. struggling. It's all good. Yeah,
3: As a <laughs> like, LeBron fan, that hurt me.
2: <laughs> oh man.
0: Um. Now, kind of getting into some of the maybe fun ones here, but original screenplay. So this is one that. I think took me a while to decide on. So I had a few in mind. I think Petite My was one I thought about. Come on, come on as well. Pig. But if I had to, you know, narrow it down to two, my runner-up here would be um, Titan because I think you got to get into a pretty interesting state of mind to write something like that. So that's my <laughs> original screenplay runner-up. But my winner is what I think is just, period, the best writing of the year, and that's the worst person in the world. Um, just a phenomenal screenplay through and through. Um genuinely could read it as well as watch it it's, it's just so good uh nick what you got
1: yeah worst person in the world is my runner-up uh just yeah really good work i love the literary kind of styling has throughout with the 12 chapters it just really makes good use of that in terms of kind of like expanding the timeline of this story and making it all work together really well uh, but my winner is licorice pizza just it's a pta movie that's kind of that's kind of it for me
2: <laughs> yeah my runner-up and winner both feel like the most real to me so my runner-up is come on come on from mike mills and then my winner would be the worst person in the world which like should honestly like probably win but like like obviously won't but you know that's my opinion
3: And my runner-up is one of my favorite movies this year that I had to find a place to mention, and that's Mia Hansen Loves Bergman Island. I really love the creativity of that script. And then my winner, it's Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. I really don't know how he tied all of that together so well. I just, I love the movie so much. And then going right into adapted screenplay, my runner-up here is The Power of the Dog. I think what Jane Campion did with Thomas Savage's novel. When I read it, I was pretty floored by how well she captured the tone. But my winner would be *Drive My Car*. It's a very ambitious screenplay, and it's pretty perfect.
2: Wow, I thought you were going to say *Power of the Dog* would be your winner. I, I have the exact. I flipped them. I, I match exactly. Runner-up: *Power of the Dog*. The winner: *Drive My Car*. I think it's the best screenplay in the adaptive category for sure. Mm-hmm. Probably the hardest job too. Well, outside of doing, yeah. I guess. What? Whatever.
1: Yeah. I have the green Knight as my runner up and then drive my car as my winner. Just, I, I drive my car is like ridiculously like good in terms of writing. There's just so many levels to all of it going on down to like the multinational like play. It's just crazy. The kind of like the depth that there is there. So that's my pick.
0: Yeah. My winner, I'll go winner first. Cause it's not as fun. Drive my car as well. So that's a clean suite. I think that's like the first clean sweep. I think. Um, no, we had French dispatch for production. Design, yeah. But yeah. yeah. So that that's that's a big clean sweep though. Drive my car. My runner up here is the Matrix Resurrections. Okay. <laughs> not this. a movie. I love this. <laughs> love not that. a not a movie I'd say is my top ten of the year, but I think of adapted screenplay. I think of adapting material. And I think it was just such an inventive way to take, you know, prior work and adapt it into something new. So that's my runner up. But yeah, drive my car is pretty undeniable with the win there. Going into director now, gotta go with, um, good old Canadian boy, Denis Villeneuve, as the runner-up, so... Of course, gotta do it. Huge snub. I hope for part two, he's, like, almost sweeping. If the movie's good, it should be good, but... I don't know. I I, I hope he... I hope he gets his due, certainly, with that movie in a couple years. But my winner would be Jane Campion with The Power of the Dog. Visual storytelling, like, perfected in this movie. Um... Such good work, so yeah. The moment I saw it, I'm like, yeah, that's back in September at TIFF. I was like, yeah, that's that's some uh, that's some directing if I've ever seen it. So <laughs> yeah, that that's my winner there. How about you, Nick?
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think I was going to pick The Green Knight so many times before I oh sat down to write these out. But uh, <laughs> I did David Lowry as my runner-up. I swear I'm not that big of a show of The Green Knight. I really like it, but this was just surprising to me too. He'd
0: be my um, number three. He'd be my number three, to yeah, be honest. So.
1: Really amazing. And then my winner was Julia Ducournau for Teton. Just high-wire act, like crazy in terms of just how energetic every scene is and just how it's just... There's no one else I don't think directs this movie, like, and it makes it work. So I, it's just such an incredible kind of amazing stuff from her.
2: Yeah, we have a lot of good choices this year. I mean, if we just, I hate to keep saying, it, if we just like took Branna, just dropped him off, and just <laughs> subbed in Villeneuve right in there, that would have been like a, a go-to lineup. So it's it's kind of tough. I I'll say. I'll say runner up is Jane Campion. I rewatched part of the dog, even though I already liked it the first time. But the second time, like what everyone said, like I was surprised at how much actually hit me this, more this time. But my my winner, I guess, is just Arizona's own, just Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Just honestly, I don't fuck with musicals, but that one, bruh, come on, he's like he's like showing off at sometimes. So he would be my personal.
3: Yeah. I have what you said just flipped. So Spielberg is my runner up because I think just taking a musical that everyone knows and people think you're going to fail making it and then making it in that way with, I would say, the same level of skill that he did with Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List is pretty crazy. The odds were stacked against him. And then Jane Campion's my winner because I just think she's a master of visual storytelling. Just perfect.
0: Yeah, 100%. What do you got for supporting actor now? Getting it to. Okay. It should be fun. All right, this gets interesting now.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So for supporting actor, my runner up is Anders Danielson Lee, who plays Axel in The Worst Person in the World. Love that performance. I think he gives so much, especially in the last act of the movie. But my winner, it has to be. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Kershman, so. I say there's no other <laughs> I answer for me.
2: <laughs> uh, man, yeah, you know, I I like some of the performances nominated. I don't think any of the five would be in my personal five, even though I do like probably Cody Smith McPhee the most. Um, mm-hmm. so this is tough because there's like so many people that I could just pick. I I'll make a fucking change. I don't give a fuck. All right, runner up. I'll say Bradley Cooper. I don't give a fuck. Him and Licorice Pizza, just as an unhinged man, is the best eight minutes. Like, Kieran Hine, like, even my guy, Jesse Plemons, like, I don't really need that, you know? Like, Bradley Cooper was so much. And uh, I'm going to ride one for the stands. I'm going to give one, um winner to, to Mike Feist, just for the stands there.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I thought you were about to say Willem Dafoe. That's
3: a good one. I did, it. too. Oh, <laughs> it, is,
2: it was in my mind. Trust me. It was in my mind. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, so my runner-up uh, is the Cooper, just him chasing wow. the tail. Yeah, uh, just amazing. <laughs> just every, everything about it is just so <laughs> so great. Uh, my winner is Jeffrey Wright for The French Dispatch. Kind of one of the most I think emotional supporting performances I saw this year. He's just he's all in general. He's one of those actors you just listen to every word he says just differently because he just has a just the power to hold you on every single word, but. Here, I thought he was specifically just emotional. He was also the heart of the movie in general. So, I I just loved him so much in this movie.
0: Yeah, that's good. Uh, oof. I wrote down five, and I'm do I've, I've certainly dwindled it down a little bit. Um, one of them here I don't know. I think I have to clarify. Like Jason Isaacs, that's a supporting slot. He would be on my five. I was saying,
2: yeah. Sorry. He I mean, would be in my
0: personal it. five. Yeah. Uh, okay, well either way, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him runner up here. So Jason Isaac's Mass, just obviously a power house upper performance, rip to that movie as well, awards wise. And then my winner here is uh Vincent Linden for Titan. I mean, that's a performance like dude, this guy's something else. And that that role also is is very challenging to pull off and, and make, you know, someone like that. Sympathetic as well throughout the whole whole thing. So, um, yeah, that's that's my that's my winner for supporting actor Jeffrey Wright and Anders were very close. Certainly, Anders is a doctor as well. He's a cool dude. Yeah. You guys he know about that? Is, yeah. He's a doctor in between like the movies he does. It? That's nuts. Also, shout out to Coleman Domingo for Zola. That's yeah, what that's a, beast. a good one too. <laughs> um, and now I got supporting actress. I will go for this one. Runner-up, I'll go Martha Plimpton for Mass. I think and Dowd kind of ran away with the narrative all season of, you know, she's the one from this movie, but Martha kind of... I don't know. They're definitely very close for me in terms of their performances, but I think she's the one that I would I would pick personally as runner-up. And winner would be Ruth Nega for passing. Um, just someone who absolutely owned a movie this year, and it's her. Like, she... She she was fantastic in this movie. Every single scene is 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 terrific um, when she's on screen. So yeah, Ruth Negga gets gets the win there for me.
1: Yeah, she is my runner up. You just from the moment she says her first word, you kind of just can't take your eyes off her. I mean, she's in general like one of our most underappreciated actresses. So it's, it was really nice to see her get a really good role with Passing. Uh, my winner is from a movie that I feel like no one talked about this past year but it was Vanessa Kirby in The World to Come which was a movie that came out in March I think of last year no one saw it except me I really liked it Uh, I thought she was magnetic and like it was probably her best performance of her career even including whatever movie she was nominated for I can't even remember it Pieces of a Woman bro yeah that's right put some respect (laughs) (laughs) Um, so she is just outrageously charismatic and thoughtful this movie so wanted to give her a shout out
2: I'll have to check that one out. Uh, my runner-up and winner are both Mass Ladies. Um, I'm just kind of flip-flopping in my head which one. I guess I will go runner-up and down the winner Martha Plimpton, which is weird because if you asked me a few weeks ago, I probably would have flipped it. But, yeah, i, I watched it again because I like pain. It's fire.
3: <laughs> yeah. My runner-up is Martha Plimpton for Mass. She gave my favorite performance, but I think the power of that movie, too, is that my favorite performance really changes all the time. Like sometimes it's Jason Isaacs. It really does change, which I really love that. I love that ensemble. And, you know, in a just world, they would have won SAG ensemble, but that's another story. <laughs> oh, and then my winner is Ruth Nega for passing. Just, I think my favorite performance in any acting category this year.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, not to the big two. What do you got? Okay. What do you got for us?
3: So for actor, my runner-up is Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. Absolutely love him. He is my favorite of the nominees. I wish he could win. I think he's just he gives such a transformative performance as Phil Burbank. If you would have asked me, I mean before The Power of the Dog came out, I was not excited about him playing a cowboy. I was like, what is going on here? This is not going to be good. But turns out I was wrong. And my winner is Adam Driver in Annette. I had <laughs> yes. to pick Annette oh, yeah. somewhere. And this performance just like has a very high degree of difficulty and he pulled it off.
2: Wow. Wow. Annette. Good, pick. good pick. Good pick. Um this honestly, my runner-up is blank right now. So if you're forcing me, I'm just gonna go with what's on my mind, and that's for some reason it's Nicolas Cage. Maybe it's just because I saw the trailer for the unbearable weight of whatever the fuck. I'll just say Nicolas Cage for for pig. <laughs> To me, this one is actually pretty easy. It's Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog would be my personal winner. I think he's unbelievable in that movie.
1: Mm -hmm. That's a really good pick. So for my runner-up, I went with uh, Amir Jadidi from A Hero, who I thought was Mm -hmm. just all charisma, but also very naturalistic in in his performance there. He kind of just keeps the movie together. It's just really awesome. My winner is simon rex as the most deplorable human you've ever seen on screen and red rocket i just it's just all charisma just i had a lot of flashbacks to robert pattinson in good time there's i think a lot of similarities between just watching this bad person dig themselves even a deeper hole as they go throughout Mm -hmm. this throughout the movie so it's it's funny you you cringe along with that it's just he's really good
0: yeah, that's a that's a good pick there. I finally watched it like two weeks ago. It's so good. Um, yeah, this is also another tough category to kind of hammer down. I thought about some controversial ones among this crowd, like Andrew Garfield, but <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> uh, ultimately narrowing it down to two, Adam Driver would be the runner up for me. Like, how could you deny that? He's so good. And then my winner would be Nick Cage in Pig. I mean, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I've loved it since July when I saw it. And I just, there, there's so many so many cool scenes in there. I know he kind of overdoes it a little bit at times, but that's why you go see Nick Cage uh, movies. So, and the one scene of him in the restaurant is, is one that has still not left my head when he's just kind of dissecting that guy that he knew, you know, many years ago. Um, quite a scene. Now for Best Actress, another one that is very tough, I think, there's a lot of great choices, but my runner up is gonna be Rebecca Hall for the Night House. A performance mm-hmm. that I loved ever since I saw it in a movie that I completely dug. I think her performance in that should be one of those ones that, you know, everyone talks about uh, Tony Collett Hereditary, um, Lupita Nyong'o in us. I think this is on that level for me personally, uh, in terms of horror performances of recent time. But my winner would be um Renata Reinsva I mean. The worst person in the world. She she just kind of hit it out of the park there and I do think uh, she's she's kind of going to be a real sensation and star over the next several years and I certainly look forward to that. So she she gave my best performance from an actress in 2021. How about you, Nick?
1: Yeah, my runner-up was Alana Heim, Just really hard role to kind of pull off and I think she is just fantastic. Um, and then my winner is also Renata Reinsbo because she is just this like one of the best movie star performances you've ever seen. It's just you, it's just amazing. I'm all not looking
0: all forward to that senses. American remake for real. Yeah, really. It's yeah.
1: it's going to happen and it's going to totally. be terrible and then you're just Scarjo. Yeah, really. You're just going <laughs> oh, to no.
0: <laughs> And I'm also not looking forward to her getting cast in a bunch of
2: Hollywood movies that just aren't as good. Transformers. As so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Get okay. the money. It's all right. Yeah, get the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I always get the bag.
2: Uh, My runner up is Renata Rinesville for everything you guys said. Uh, My winner, it's it's so weird because it's like so off brand for me because not only is this winner in a biopic, which I usually cannot stand, and this performance is like so like over the top, which would annoy me in most years. And the fact that it might actually match with the Oscars, my actual winner would be Jessica Chastain, which is very weird for me (laughs) because even though I love Jessica Chastain, when I saw that trailer, I was like, man, hell no. Like, no, this is, like, not a chance. But I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because my girlfriend was, like, crying next to me while watching or something. But I don't know. I, it just, like, really works for me. And honestly, like, I don't say anything if people are like, this performance is terrible and will age badly. Because maybe it will. But I don't know. I guess I'm, I feel like a Rami Malik person.
0: Like, Honestly, she's, she's probably number five for me.
2: No, actually, I take that back. She's way better than Rami Malik in Bohemian Rhapsody. I apologize. I like,
3: she's not Rami Malek. I, I apologize. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you corrected that. But yeah, no, she she's great. I think that's valid. I, I do think it's valid.
0: Like, No matter what, the frontrunner is going to gain some criticism. That just will happen if you're a frontrunner. But I do think she's really good in the role.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also love Renata Reinsva. She would be, I think, in third for me. And my runner-up is Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. I love her performance. I think it could have gone like super soapy and very into... A melodrama but she just knows how to control her emotions so well she's such a specific actress and i like that she's working with almodovar there and my winner is alana heim for licorice pizza like a fully realized performance such an incredible debut so i would have yeah. to pick her there
0: totally just like a complete natural honestly alana heim like mm-hmm. she she i don't know how she did that that was quite a
2: performance so no um, lady gaga for many of us <laughs> No, no. <laughs> sadly. Poor poor Gaga. But um,
0: now to wrap things up, let's just run through our top three, personal top three movies of the year. Um, probably easy to guess, honestly, from what we've said, but I think it's still pretty fun to throw them out there. So my number three would be The Power of the Dog. Um, it was number one for a little bit after I saw it at TIFF, and it obviously remained strong throughout the rest of the year. So it finished number three, and my number two is actually the French Dispatch. Like, same as John kinda, like I've never been super into a Wes Anderson stuff. I think I've always liked his movies and there have been a few that I've said, yeah, those are those are those are pretty damn good all timers, specifically Grand Budapest Hotel, but never been a fan, I'd say, like personally, but this movie kinda won me over and now I I do want to watch everything that he's done and kinda round out his filmography. I don't know what it was. The French Dispatch was just something else. It was like truly, truly something else. Uh, my favorite movie though from 2021 and what I would pick for best picture would be The Worst Person in the World. I think, uh, I, I hope I see that from someone else as well, but if not, that's okay. I know you guys loved it, but yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an instant classic for sure.
1: Yeah, so Worst Person in the World is my number three, just for kind of all the reasons we said before. It's just really amazing. And then my number two is Licorice Pizza, just PTA head over here, and I uh, have my last chance to plug it. Number one, Last and First Men, <laughs> just a very, just truly an amazing movie uh, that I hope people check out because it is Dude. kind of those one of a kind movies that you probably never, you probably will never see again. So,
0: where can you watch this movie?
1: Uh, great question. <laughs> it was playing at the Metrograph. <laughs> For a while, let me uh, let me just watch it, see what's going on here.
0: Yeah, please let me know because the I, Metrograph what was that.
3: I love Metrograph; it's a theater here in New York.
2: Oh yeah, okay. Well, Arizona, okay. Never
0: mind.
2: <laughs> John, we can, <laughs> we can we can commute.
0: Off. We can we can meet there. We can meet there and, and <laughs> okay. watch it. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, Nick, let us know though where where we can find this thing because I wanted to know actually for months since you started plugging it. So uh, it looks like Jonathan, it is
1: what? only oh. available on the Metrograph.
0: You can write it right now, though. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fine. I'm going to watch it. That's fine. It's okay. really good.
2: Right, mm-hmm. that's fine. Uh, Jonathan, what's your what's your top three? Uh, I don't know. Dude, a part of me really wants to just say fucking Spider-Man. Um, You got to
0: do it. I mean, it. if
3: it is, go, go for, for it.
2: it. Yeah, I, I don't know, though. I just, like, rewatched it, but I don't know. I'll, okay, my top three, I guess I'll say Dune, West Side Story, and then uh, Mass, just because... I don't don't feel things in movies anymore. And, like, that's, like, kind of concerning. But I felt something in mass. So that meant something. So I'll keep that as my number
3: one. Yeah. My – so The Worst Person in the World is just outside my top three. But I do really love it. I would say my number three is Drive My Car. This movie has really stayed with me. Like, the more I think about it, I think about it, like, every day. And I'm so happy it got all of the Oscar – nominations that it did my number two is licorice pizza also a pta head i went to and A Q&A with him this week and it was like the best experience of my life i'm not kidding like better than going to Cannes. and then my number one is the power of the dog it's just it knocked me out when i saw it at new york film festival and it's just i like drive my car and licorice pizza it's really stayed with me and gets better be gut- on rewatch. Yeah.
0: you're gonna be gutted when coda pulls it out next week
3: <laughs> you know <laughs> i i will love the power of the dog no matter what okay if it loses Uh, if it wins it's just sometimes the fate of great movies i mean it happens all the time
0: that's true unconditional love we love to see it um ultimately though i do want to thank you guys for coming on i think this was a nice way to kind of change up what we've been talking about throughout the awards season especially just because it's been constantly the same two or three maybe four movies so it was nice to freshen things up a bit we even got a little bit of a malignant mention so i mean it's a win it's always a win um yes with the award season winding down though and coming to an end i want to thank you guys for for coming on each episode every every few weeks or so um where can we find you guys let's throw it over to Sophia first
3: yeah thank you so much it's been so fun talking to you guys throughout award season and you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Sophia underscore Sim, C-I-M. And you can find my podcast, Oscar Wilde. We release episodes every Thursday. You can find us on all podcast platforms and Twitter and Instagram at Oscar Wilde Pod.
0: Jonathan, where can we, uh, where can we find you?
2: Yeah, it's been... a. Uh... I guess it's been a fun time <laughs> it's it's fun talking to you guys <laughs> everything that surrounds the award season sometimes isn't that fun but uh yeah you can just find me at the film drunk on youtube twitter and letterbox that's it
0: nick uh we found you right so we'll skip yeah. we'll skip you there you it out. <laughs> um, we'll I'm wrap here. it up <laughs> That's it. <laughs> as always though thank you guys for coming on and thank you guys uh for listening as well you can find out uh you can find all the movie bubble content on our facebook twitter instagram we are everywhere youtube as well and all podcast uh, platform formats as well um, but most importantly the dot is where you can check out all our content and uh, we'll be back next time